Welcome to episode 11 of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series where we explore and discuss the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, or the greater metro area, if you will. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, songwriter, guitar player, electrical contractor, a husband, a father, and my best friend for over 20 years. In today's episode, we discuss storytelling. We talk about some of our favorite characters in fiction, as well as some different storytelling mediums, such as comic books, TV and movies, and anime, and even sitcoms. We also discuss how story can affect us on a physiological level and affect our lives by teaching us valuable lessons. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoy today's episode as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Count us off. In five, four. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele, and with me is... Nick Campbell. Today, we want to talk to you about storytelling. Storytelling is a fascinating topic because... I think, yeah, we were just talking about this, but everybody, we're all storytellers in some way i think we tell ourselves stories about our own lives that's how we see ourselves (laughs) that's how how we have a history i think is a story that we've made up i mean based on what's happened but it's still a story to us yeah i think it harkens back from being around the campfire Mm -hmm. at the end of the day after you hunted nomaded during the caveman times that's how you learn too i think that that's something i think about a lot about I was thinking a lot about storytelling a few years ago and I started studying film because it's what it is. And and one of the reasons why I wanted to study film was I had a realization that that, um, I was having a conversation with another guitar player by the name of Jordan from the Velvet Jays. (laughs) Random shout out. Um, but anyways, I was talking to him one time and, uh, and we were just talking about that and I, I, and through that conversation, it was like, yeah, it's like, I'm actually just a storyteller. I think as musicians, I think it's like, we're just trying to, every song that we write is just a little story, even if it's not a folk, you know, with words, you're telling, even with just music, you're taking someone on a journey through, you know, mm-hmm. because a song is just isn't even a real thing it's it's an experience because a song it can't even be held 
and time because it's <laughs> goes through time. Yeah. Like a story. I don't know. So that led me to think, oh, maybe I should get into film and follow that kind of thread. And so I don't know. I've, I've thought a lot about it in the past few years. And one thing I came across was in a lot of film, in film scripts and things like that. I mean, films are so sometimes referred to as like, or I've heard referred to as many rites of passage. Like you, most really good films like teach you something about life in a way that it's not actually happening to you, but you're experiencing it on a level. So you learn something from it. You can take something and maybe apply it to your life or just have a closer ex experience to something that you might not ever get to experience. But mm. there's a certain amount of archetypes. Yeah. There's only a certain amount of stories you can tell because they've already been told. Right. That's know? a lot of people say. Yeah. But you're you, just you, retelling st the same story with mm. different elements. <laughs> yeah. Updated versions yeah. with normal, with uh, more current mm -hmm. things or events. And then you also have characters that probably are more geared towards the culture. And then you can put yourself in that vehicle, which is that person, mm -hmm. and see through their perspective. Yeah, because yeah, something I think a lot about when I was studying film and kind of I came to an understanding of what character is, like as, you know, what the word character and like a character in a film or a story. And a character is just a representation of a human emotion or a human um, experience or, you know, I mean, particularly, I think it is an, a specific emotion or a character, because if you think of it as like a character, mm -hmm. characteristic of someone, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a representation of characteristics of real people, but the characters themselves are not real people. They're, <laughs> they're a representation of that. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing that I think to think about character and, and that, but it's, yeah, you take the characters and you put them in situations to explore ideas i think yeah put, and and you know the thing is is something i i, I recognized is uh, truth the truth of a character or the truth of a story like how that character interacts with the story in order for it to be authentic mm -hmm. you know and like you say you have a goofy character and you have a goofy story kind of like a silly if that character starts becoming out of nowhere in a situation become i mean unless it's intended but just very stern and very serious and all of a sudden it's not true yeah. to that story yeah. or how that person would react mm -hmm. in that situation that's an interesting thing yeah uh, to think yeah because it's that's kind of when it comes to writing and, and building the story you want to make sure it matches and things make sense within the story you can also use it as like a contrast too, yeah if you want to change it yeah in that way. i mean because if, yeah. if you had a character in a movie or a story that you're writing and it's like they were one way and then all of a sudden they're different then it's like why well, why it's like something happened they yeah. actually were replaced by an alien <laughs> you know? you'd have you'd have to think that right because because yeah, they were pretty consistent yeah until this change I mean, if, that, if that's not the case then you're just making a bad movie <laughs> yeah yeah because they're inconsistent characters that's right. my favorite part about any story is the characters mm -hmm. you know uh if i ever do think of i mean what are some of your favorite characters? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, as far as characters, that's yeah. a good question. Any uh, story, I mean, any media. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I can think of some obvious ones, I feel like. I mean, I could I could say this. It could be an interesting 
dive into characters, but it's like I bring it up all the time on this podcast with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Amen, brother. I Amen. mean, <laughs> that's four characters, very different characters as uh, as types of people. I mean, there's yeah. the leader, you know, the kind of bold, the headstrong one, the rash, you know, very emotional, passionate one the kind of lovable idiot one and then the genius one yeah. <laughs> also you know well that also gives like strengths and weaknesses yeah. in each one well you too. can see it too like kids certain i mean because they think they are that type of turtle mm-hmm. they'll pick that turtle. Right. i'm i'm, I'm like because yeah I'm Raphael, you and know? it goes to like what we talk about a lot is like the things that you like what you see in the character like if you're like I, I've always loved Leonardo. I mean, I think that's been my was always my favorite character. Him and Michelangelo, but it's like I think that those two are almost maybe a little bit like my personality. You know, it's like you yeah. go towards the what what you're like and you want to be more like even because I mean I've never been necessarily the I've never looked at myself as a leader, but I think I've always wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at yeah. least. So I've always been drawn to that type. Oh, see, I'm the same way. Leonardo was my favorite, mm-hmm. but I've always been a Raph. Yeah. You know what I'm Just saying? Just emotional kind of... Passionate. Yeah. I would call it passionate. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. but it is like a strong emotion. Yeah, like, yeah. Leo is like the opposite, where he's like, doesn't let his emotions... He's more conscientious. Yeah. yeah. You know, doesn't let his emotions get in the way. Um, but yeah, it's, and that's why I think that's probably why we love them, and I think a lot of people love the, those characters is because there is so much variety and so much um, for everyone to, you know, for different people to latch on to. Even yeah, what else? You got another character? Uh, I mean, another one I was gonna say was or but that brought up and probably more so maybe for you but goku from dragon Ball. oh Z. yeah that's a it's like that it's lovable just, idiot i mean it's just certain <laughs> things like that i mean the stuff that we grew up with those things are are definitely um yeah. you know what we kind of was were drawn to well goku taught me more about how to be a good person than yeah anything yeah, else you've said that before, yeah I, I really do believe that because mm-hmm. i mean i used to watch it with my mom and my dad mm-hmm. and and we would kind of get together. I mean, it was almost like uh, every day after school, we'd go watch him, mm-hmm. watch uh, Dragon Ball Z. But yeah, Goku was the, you know, he's like a, he's always doing right. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. You know, always he, has a, a righteous path. I mean, yeah. That's, that's why I like him too. And you can look at like, I think we've talked about like Superman and that kind of, you know, um, similarities between those two characters of just being this overpowered, you know, being that is just the super, the superhero of all superheroes. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I don't know. Care, I didn't, I should have thought more about that. <laughs> well, the, the char- characters, and you know, like you said with Goku, the funny thing, even I mean, especially with Superman, I've been watching these instead of reading comic books. Mm-hmm. I've been watching comic book storylines on YouTube now. Oh, okay, like because uh, I can't afford the comic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I was curious about Spider Man. Yeah. As far because the Spider Man just came out on Disney Plus right. now, the mm-hmm. the Homecoming and uh, the other one with uh, is that the one with Tom Holland Batman. Who's Batman? Uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton Batman. plays Vulture. Yeah. He does a <laughs> Michael Keaton, right? Great, yeah. Solid dude. Like yeah. he's one of the best actors. But I love seeing him in a superhero movie. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, but I was I was kind of going back just to see mm-hmm. uh, 
what Spider-Man's history was. Mm -hmm. And then I got in this tunnel of just like DC, the Injustice yeah. stuff. I didn't even know they made comic books for the Injustice yeah, stuff. Something I had written down was comic books yeah. as a storytelling medium. I mean, I've always loved comic books since I, I mean, the thing about me is I'd never read comic books as a kid, but I loved them. Yeah. <laughs> like I was obsessed with comic books. Didn't own any. Yeah. It's like, how I much mean, was it per five yeah, bucks? Per? I couldn't afford it. Yeah. But, I, but I also, I think we grew up in a, in a weird age where it was like comics were kind of on the downhill, especially for kids. Yeah. They weren't as popular as they were maybe, you know, one generation earlier for sure it was still in the culture you know so it was like something i've always been obsessed with i don't know it's something about and i think it is a lot of the art to me like the visual art of it i've always loved the colorful kind of poppy you know like i love marvel comic books in particular because of their bright colors and and you know um it's very, that's why I love graphic design, I think, too. It's very, like, yeah. that kind of the poppiness and the bright and the bold um, uh, visuals for me. So, I don't know. That's why I've always been obsessed with it. But um, Well, what do you think the benefits of doing, like, what are the benefits of two storytelling yeah, that comic books I think provide? That's a, yeah, it's something I was, and the, and the thing, I think that's, the other reason why I loved it was because that's something I looked at and was like, oh, I can make this. I can yeah. know how to draw. You know, I can draw characters and boxes and words and bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> and I... it's very easy to tell a story in that way if you can draw and do, you know, whatever. So, like, that's what I did. I would draw a lot of comics when I was a kid and tell stories that way and just explore, I think, my imagination or whatever. But, um, but I think that it's also a benefit to comic books in general they're very easy to make i mean relatively easy to tell a story and to tell an interesting story in like the this kind of super fantastical genre right like if you were to write a novel that's the easiest way i mean just words right like you know yeah. you can literally do it but one person can do uh, a whole novel right but you are you don't have the visual aid of it so it's you know you can get creative with that obviously and create um visual imagery yeah with words but comic books you can actually show things <laughs> yeah but it's like the next step i think in making a, a the next then the next thing would be like a television show or a movie or whatever which is very very hard to get made Mm -hmm. So comic books allow a lot of creators a easy way into telling their story, and a lot of a good way that if you have a a great idea that you want to be a movie, right? And it's like, well, it's never gonna be. It's like a big sci-fi, you know, idea that you have that's gonna cost three hundred million dollars to make, and it's like, well, how do you, you know, if you want that to ever get made? It's like, how did you go about it? But one way is to make it a comic book first. And yeah. if it sells and if it's actually good, then that's a proof of concept to someone like a big studio that would go, okay, this is really popular. Let's turn this into a $300 million yeah. movie. Well, because, I mean, look at, with the comic book, you can make any fantastical thing happen. Right. 
with very little money. Yeah, exactly. Like you're with saying. Not, I mean, you could do it yeah. all by yourself. Most comic books are not. I mean, but it's usually a writer or a couple of writers and Yeah, but you're not setting artist. up a mocap room. But, it's, yeah, it still takes a yeah. little bit. I mean, it takes them about a, at least a month to get. I mean, that's why they're monthly issues of comic books. They cannot get them made any faster than that. Okay. But it's still really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the comic books, I think the one thing about it, too, is the serialized storytelling that comic books have utilized and yeah. offer to continue you know it's it's not like a television show where it's like one season or whatever 10 episodes and that's it for a lot of them it's like these comic books run for years yeah. <laughs> and it's like 12 issues is going to be one year and that's not that many if you've ever read comic books i mean you can read 12 issues in one afternoon <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. but it's fun to get the new it's like waiting to to see what happens next i think that's what the serialized stuff um is good about and they and they're translating that into television right now on with marvel uh television on disney plus and doing what i think is a perfect idea for that medium trend taking comic book stories and telling these smaller stories about characters like loki and um what was the one secret invasion i just finished oh yeah it's pretty good i mean but it was like very different for you know it's kind of a spy you know espionage nick fury type thing yeah. which is cool but it's like it was cool for just a little six episode series and it's just like okay that's cool it was a little quick story but that's what they do in comics all the time they have like a nick fury run of a story and that's it yeah okay, and a different is. genre altogether <laughs> yeah yeah and it's very different they can play the around monsters one like a horror version yeah yeah they've the done werewolf. that yeah they did the werewolf by night that, that was, was a little one-off and that's what's cool with the with their ability to do that these days with television mm -hmm. and like television has always been like serialized like with uh star trek and all that you know going back that far it's always been fun with well, what's your favorite way to tell a story I think that I really like. Um, well, are you talking about telling a story? Well, I mean, like, or say, well, watching or well, consuming I mean, a story. Create. Well, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> question too. Let's start with telling. Like, say you had to tell a story. Yeah. Would you use comic book? Would you use your graphic um, design? Would you I mean, use I would music? probably do. Yeah, I think. Well, I would do a video. I mean, that's yeah. this is my storytelling these days, and I think that editing and doing video is a fascinating storytelling because it's i can do it these days too you can have multiple cameras and have and it's not you know i mean they're not cheap but i mean you can't have it <laughs> it's yeah. like it's not like before you you could only afford one camera and you couldn't even do multiple edits and do stuff like that so yeah it was heavy the stuff is yeah a lot easier to <laughs> to play with these days with phones and all that and um so yeah i love doing I, I've been thinking a lot about this, so it's like I want to get into, like, I think from doing this stuff and um, kind of seeing where it could go, it's like I'd love, love to do, like, a documentary of some time, like, an actual, like, maybe whatever, however long it ends up being, but, like, tell a story through a documentary, you know, like, telling a story out, you know, I think video is what I like. I mean, um, I think TV is probably my favorite way to consume stories or video games but that's i don't know that's video, more for the emotion. video games a little bit different yeah. yeah if you're just telling like 
but I think t TV is is I've had some of the best experiences I think consuming a story through television than anything else even movies movies are I love movies but I feel like I, I, I feel like I have a lot more favorite shows than I do favorite movies I don't know mm. like there's a lot of shows like my some of my favorite shows in particular like Breaking Bad I think one of the best most interesting stories ever told on a medium as far as especially a tv show that's so expansive and showing so much of someone's life and and such an interesting concept too <laughs> like yeah. and i think that going into the that type of storytelling on tv is like a crime show right it's like breaking bad and there's another show called ozark with um jason bateman have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. I forgot it's about that. It's basically a lot like Breaking Bad, where it's yeah. like a family that gets kind of sucked into the, uh, the crime world. But it's fascinating just to study these human, you know, things. It's like, what would you do if you were in that situation? You know, it's like, would, <laughs> and you kind of imagine yourself in yeah. that way, because I think that it's just a, the perspective, you know, it's yeah. like. It's an interesting thing to think about, and hopefully we'll never have to actually go through any no, of the stuff. That that's the best part. Doing. You don't have to get in all the way. But, but <laughs> also with those shows, it was just like yeah. the, the obviously that, but with the family dynamics and things in there, because Ozark is definitely, I mean, Breaking Bad was a little bit, but it was, I don't know, that show didn't dive, like Ozark is very heavily into this family and like how messed up it made all of them. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, and it was just so interesting to see that and just like a twisted, like, you know, you grow up with like these sitcoms like Full House or whatever. It's like all the family that's the family TV show, right? The TV show about a family, right? Yeah. Like we've always watched those and it's like this family uh, launders money for the mafia. <laughs> in, <laughs> I think the best part United about uh, the best part about a story, like when you know it's a good story, is whenever you start going, you can't stop thinking about it after you yeah, watched but it. Yeah, that, that's something. Yeah, yeah, with with Ozark and Breaking Bad, you start putting like, yourself in the in I mean, their shoes. Yeah, like you you're just, saying. you those and like for whatever reason, I don't know those stuck out to me with the crime aspect because the Sopranos is one of the original crime shows I never got into that one but everyone loves it I mean mm -hmm. it's just a similar thing this family yeah but I think one of the uh, one of my favorite storytelling um, and it's it's a TV show or it's mm -hmm. a it's a Netflix show yeah yeah television it's a series I mean, it's, it's a yeah yeah would be uh, I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan yeah as far as his writing and uh and so, like, I'm an Office fan. Mm -hmm. I like the American Office more. <laughs> Comedy is a place where the mind goes to tickle itself. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, no. That's good. Oh, Pleasure to meet you. Wait, wait. Uh, but, but, yeah, we started but, yeah, with that We started with the British, British one. But my favorite thing that he's done is called uh, Derek on Netflix. Have you heard of it? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he plays, he plays this kind of like uh, special needs person, mm. you know, but he helps in this uh, elderly home, you know, this old folks home. And it's it really deals with these big things, but he does it in this way. It's very mm -hmm. comical. So you're like laughing and crying yeah. at the same time. That's my home. Yeah, That's what yeah. I love. I love heart. I love mm -hmm. I love things Emotion. of the heart. Yeah. And like, um, but yeah, that 
Derek is yeah, really good I've... for that reason. Because and I feel like with a series, you have this ability to like just tell this entire mm-hmm. arc and really live with these characters. Yeah, because yeah, you get you to because li- a lot of times with movies, it's like the, mo- the movie a a good movie to me. The shorter the movie, the better. <laughs> you know, a lot of, especially if it's a well done movie and it's short. You know what I mean? Like that's. You want to get the point across quickly is the point i think i mean it's a good way to do but with with but that also cuts out a lot of the time that you get to spend and be with these characters whereas tv is gives you that which Mm -hmm. is a big benefit to it but the problem the problem is with tv versus movies is tv is usually it's a lot more expensive to make lots of shows that's why like the marvel shows are also like maybe like six episodes like they can't afford to do 12 24 episodes of that because it would be outrageously expensive what about the marvel runtime on their movies but but that's cheaper for them to do i mean think about the actual time right like you're producing two and a half hours even if it's a three and a half hour marvel movie Mm -hmm. versus six hours oh i guess what you're saying yeah (laughs) i mean that's twice as much just film on screen things that you have to make which is the visual effects and everything that has to go into that but as far as brevity i mean like like you're saying you like things to be shorter yeah well i mean i'm not saying i necessarily like that but i think that in most cases a good story a good short 90 minute movie is the best way to go i mean most time they do it's like two hours is the normal now which is you know pretty good still but it's like once it gets over two hours, you know, I don't know, you're asking a lot, I think, of people's attention at that point. And asses. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to sit in a theater for, sure. for two hours, man. They got to go pee. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just a struggle with that. But it's interesting because people will sit on their asses at home and for six hours straight and watch yeah, all of uh, a whole series. Yeah. But they're at home that, you know, you can pause it, you can get up. You that's drink what, something, you know, yeah, yeah, eat some food. Yeah, doesn't so, cost you a hundred dollars. Right. You don't have to take it along. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, and I like that streaming is a thing that you know gives so many opportunities for so many people to make cool shows. Because there's like, I mean, you can't even watch every show out there now. I mean, you cannot. It's impossible for mm-hmm. one person to watch everything. Yeah. That that's my problem. Is like, and so even I'm not even talking about everything. Yeah. Just the good stuff. You can't even yeah. watch all of it. You're right. You're right. There's so much. So I don't know. I don't. I, I like. I love a good show, but it's it's. I'm pretty picky with it though. Like I, I'll. I'm. Uh, How do you decide what to watch? Well, most of the stuff it's like I just will always watch like the Marvel stuff. I mean, in Star Wars, the Star Wars stuff has been really good. I've, uh, yeah, I just finished Ahsoka. That was really good. I think that's they're really figuring the Star Wars stuff out now. I think on TV, nice. <laughs> like it's yeah. finally because they've had some ups and downs with it with some of the series. I mean, so, most of them have been you know fun. I'm glad they all exist, you know, because they're all cool. And to get to dive into that world and spend more time with those characters is um, really exciting for me. So that stuff is always a given. But I think that, yeah, I mean, a lot of shows, I don't know, it's just, there's a lot of good stuff that I've heard about that I would like to watch, but it's like, it's don't, it's so much of a commitment, you know, it's like, I'm going to spend, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, even if you do, like, I like picking a show and I'll watch 
maybe one or two episodes one night, another one the next night, and kind of finish it by the end of the week. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I do a lot of stuff these days. I don't know, but I, don't, I haven't been watching a ton of TV lately. Um, oh, because I want, but I did want to kind of go back to sitcoms. And like, cause we grew up with sitcoms. That's like one of, I mean, I think probably one of our main ways that we've consumed the stories, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like growing up. TGI Friday, baby. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like that's exactly <laughs> it. Like Full House, Family, Family Matters, Matters yeah. and Boy Meets World are probably. My play. son is watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air right yeah. now. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. The original, this, yeah. that was one of the best shows. It was on sure. Prime, baby. <laughs> so, like, all that stuff is always so, I think, inspirational in a way that I look at I think I think of a lot of stuff, especially when I'm editing. I have lots of thoughts and or ideas that are inspired from the like the, just the last episode was just the the old school clip show. I mean, that's just like a dumb sitcom thing that I but like. I I think it's funny because <laughs> like I always hated the clip shows. Did you? I <laughs> you loved know? them. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, there's not a new episode this week. It's just they're re <laughs> they're reusing all the old, old stuff. Clip. So I used to always get mad at that. That's when I took that week <laughs> off, you know. That so, was a vacation week. But yeah, that's kind of I don't know. What, what? Yeah, was there any sitcoms or anything like that that stuck out to you back in the day? Yeah, besides um, those, anyway. mostly the animes. Like, I, well, when I was growing up, when you, when you stumbled upon an anime and that storytelling style, yeah, when it was like live, that was yeah, that was the first time. Like, I, I think you could only wake up in Sunday morning mm-hmm. before five it o'clock. Was... You could catch. Sailor Moon, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Ronin Warriors, and the Card Capture. Hmm, do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and and I would yeah. do I would do it. I would get up early just to watch those. But whenever I first found, because what were cartoons before? It was like Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, we're I talking mean, what '90s, right? That was some. It was an interesting thing for us to grow up and just have that all the time. Is this uh, Cartoon Network and all those. Mm-hmm. So much television. I don't know. I know everyone was afraid of it. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, our kids now have a, a yeah. way for to get all this information, to get all these storytelling styles way early. Yeah. And this is so much different. Now there's mm-hmm. like YouTube and stuff, which we're... It's um, its own storytelling I mean, style. Yeah. That's like yeah. when you get into the tools that we use these days, it's like um, telling our stories with social media I mean, that's a way that we're portraying, you know, we tell our story about our lives and, you know, portray our lives and our experiences through social media. I think that's the number one way we all are telling, if you're using social media, you're telling a story about yourself, which I think is good. I think that it's, you know, if if you don't want to, that's fine. Don't use it. But if you're on there, I think that you should. Put, you just put something out of yourself into the world and not to be afraid of what people think. I think people use a lot of, don't, they're afraid to use social media and put themselves out there because they're afraid of people might not understand them or maybe they make fun of them or something. But I think that it's, 
So you you should do that because it's a way to connect with people. Somebody else is definitely going through something similar than you. I think as as you, I think that we all think that we don't. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm the only one that has to deal with this, or the only one that likes this weird thing, uh, you know. And it's like, well, if you post it, it's like somebody likes that thing. You might just get one random like. We're like, oh, that's the person. They like that thing too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a cool way to connect with people. I think in in that way of telling a story and getting a feedback from. Mm -hmm what you do well, sometimes telling a story also makes you comfortable because you feel like you're not the only one anymore yeah, that's, what, you know? yeah just, that's the that's the really yeah that's how we connect with because yeah. i was thinking about this recently there's a, a cool thing i was listening to um um i think it was on a huberman lab podcast and he was talking about stories and whenever there's a study that like people when they listen to a story somebody telling a story right like like a recording of someone they had a recording of someone telling a story and someone would listen to it and the study involved having subjects listen to a story the subjects are all listening to the same story but those subjects are not listening to it together they're not rounded up in a circle or all in a room they're in separate rooms or entirely separate locations on the planet, or they are actually brought into the laboratory on separate days. What this study found is that different subjects listening to the same story undergo the same variation in heart rate. In other words, the gaps between their heartbeats start to resemble one another in response to the same story. Now, this is very interesting. This is a coordination of the physiology of the body in response to a narrative, a story, in different people. And yet when they line up the heart rates of these different people who listen to the story at completely different times, they find that those heart rates map onto one another almost identically. It's really remarkable. In a way, and this is the weird thing that happens whenever we listen to a story. It's like this kind of a feedback thing, I think, that's, that happens. But it, but I was thinking about it recently because it's like if you're if we went to go to the movies together and watched a movie together and we came out of that movie, I think that with everybody in that theater comes out of that movie and they're synced in a weird way that we don't even really know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like we're all in the same, you know. I'll tell you when I was physical. the most synced. Whenever uh, Captain America picked up that Thor's hammer. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I like think everybody, everybody mm -hmm. I've never felt more together over something. <laughs> Hell yeah. It felt like yeah, that's an interesting thing that that, that, uh, that definitely is a thing that, you know, nobody probably even knows about. Because yeah. it's just like the only way we, reason we knew about it is because they tested it in this study for whatever reason. But well, they say that, like, when you do comedy, yeah. I've heard Joe Rogan say this, but he said that it's like a mass hypnosis. Right, yeah, that's, and that's the same thing, because if you're telling somebody a joke, I mean, telling the stories in your comedic form, it's like you're telling a story, so everybody's heart rates and, you know, whatever yeah. is, is going to sink. They're into it. Well, I mean, and think about it like this, like, whenever you're a comedian, you the idea is to try to get the crowd on your side mm -hmm. because once you get that because that's built off of trust mm -hmm. the crowd trusts you 
because what they're going to do is open up their mind and let you lead them. Mm-hmm. And so they're, if you don't win that trust right off the bat when you get up there to prove, one, that you're funny, mm-hmm. two, that, that you're likable, so they will or let you do that. Maybe that they're comfortable with you. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. In order that's... to trust you to lead them in their thinking, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, yeah, interesting. And I that heard. also might be why people get so frustrated when somebody leads them down a way they don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they're like, hey, I didn't want to go here, dude. <laughs> and then they get mad at the yeah. comic. Or, they, yeah, yeah, that definitely happens. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing to, to tie that in to because, yeah. uh, so yeah, that's kind of goes into my next point, which is like performing live as a storytelling, ex, you know, tool. I mean, we do it definitely with comedy is mm-hmm. like, you know, the very straightforward, <laughs> I mean, and poetry too. I mean, obviously the poets are writing you know and it's not might not even be a story but it's telling i think emotion and character through words and but with music it's even less of that where it's just emotion a lot of the times and maybe some character you know i think with care there's probably a lot of character in lyrics i think of like describing yeah mrs robinson yeah (laughs) well i'm not talking about characters themselves (laughs) but like characteristic or character um things of humans you know in oh we ex- traits yeah just representation, yeah, representation. of, of well, so, what about, yes. like you know the strokes mm-hmm. you know the type of lyrics and writing with them i mean uh like say the first album right. is this it right yeah. i mean it, it's not nonsense but it, it isn't really yeah, like you kind of got to think about it i've right? always said that that their stuff is to me that album for sure their first in the second album too um, it's very like poetic in a way where it's just like these it's more of just describing emotion than anything I yeah think. but it resonates that characteristic that mm-hmm. thing that re- it resonates with uh, with people yeah I always thought because that was like one of the first bands because I used to listen to like the Eagles and stuff growing up I mean obviously yeah, there was other bands but, but that was the first one where I was like oh my god this is mm-hmm. new to me yeah, and I like, like it yeah because we connected with it on the lyrical level I think that mm-hmm. it that or wanted their to. music spoke to yeah. youth and you know feelings of young people and and just confusion and you know where you fit in the world and all of this that was like the first garage band yeah. that i was like oh okay that's you can do this yeah kind of feel you know yeah i think it's because uh, yeah we've always been you know musicians for sure i mean before you even got into comedy but you were writing lyrics and telling stories through lyrics mm-hmm um, so I don't know. It's an interesting thing to way to look at performance and playing music in particular as a storytelling, but it is. I mean, and especially when it comes to if you're a musician or a band, you have a band. I mean, you one of the most powerful things to promote it yourself is to tell your story of the band or whatever it is, and it's not even that it has to be like oh well we don't really have a good story we'll make it up you know just do something you can yeah. do whatever you want i mean not to don't be lie and be dishonest but like make something up make it interesting make something cool like to, you know i don't know like we were aliens versus robots i mean we didn't really have a cool i mean our real story was cool i guess we knew each other forever and grew up together but but our story became this like supernatural you know space drama between aliens and robots uh, the future yeah. or whatever it's like you use that to like 
tell something, tell a story that people are going to gravitate towards. I love the idea that the humans were just caught in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> that's, yeah, that's how we did it. It was <laughs> aliens versus robots, and then we were just stuck. Yeah. Having to deal with, the, the with idea. being the place where they battled. That's and, something that, yeah. back then, I loved to do that and think about that stuff because of the world building and that. It's like you're creating this kind of imaginary scenario that's... Um, interesting know, yeah it's yeah. an interesting world that you can play in with your imagination yeah. and people yeah. usually get drawn i mean if you just say yeah we met we were in a garage yeah i mean because that's like, how everybody it's, it's a very meets. common story <laughs> but yeah you can probably think of some cool you know how to present yourself pretty mm -hmm. much is like and to use that and to you know keep going back to that and to you know as far as performance or just however yeah. i mean with like your social media branding and like choose yeah. like whatever your logo is and or whatever if you have a cool symbol or iconography and then use the colors and just tell use that to tell the story of like you and your group and your music mm -hmm. or your comedy or whatever i mean just kind of i think that that's uh, something that people i think respond to is a strong brand and identity you know mm -hmm. and yeah it's a part of it is the story and you use that on a daily basis and you know throw it out there and update people like to come back and see what's new with you you know it's like, yeah that's tell, true. you know so that's why i think that i like seeing people post um their you know little blog vlog videos you know um a little because i did a few i want i like to do more of that for sure especially when i have big projects i want to you know talk a little bit about just like set your camera up and just talk about whatever you're doing i think that that people like that i mean if they don't like it they're just gonna swipe by you and who cares yeah it's not again like, you know, make anyone mad or you know you should, shouldn't be embarrassed about doing it either i think it's because like what's the difference between if you were to tell this to someone in person you know you're doing the same thing just do it on a camera i mean on your phone and yeah it. i mean it's it's difficult to to I think for a lot of people to cross that barrier, but I think that it's important if you really want to succeed. And by doing that, I mean, by using that to tell your story, I think it's very powerful and easy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and think of all I the mean, people that are on like Instagram or Facebook yeah. or whatever you're looking at, you just, the people who like it will come to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause if they like you, and I think that one powerful thing with social media and telling your story on there is using your, face people like to see other people's faces and selfies to, you know mm -hmm. take pictures of yourself post your selfies you know it's like don't feel like you're you know uh overdoing it i think with that stuff i mean don't overpost. i think that's <laughs> i mean that's always a balance i'm sure but um but you know i think that uh you know what else are you gonna post besides you people go to your page to see you mm-hmm they want to see you and that's like something i thought i learned a couple of years ago is like you get way more you know you can post i like to post photography you know if i i like to just post what i see sometimes which is great but those posts never get as many hits or likes as i do of just a selfie of me you know because yeah, they want to see the person yeah yeah well can you what's a so as far as like like say me i go what am i posting about what's my story mm -hmm. as far as like what's my social media showing what what am i trying to portray mm -hmm. like all right i'm doing shows i'm busy right yeah. so you're trying to portray that you're wanted 
Yeah. Right. So, the, and then what else? Well, I'm a family man. Mm-hmm. I don't really like posting stuff about my kids on my yeah. on my Instagram, but I'll talk about them or I'll post Liz. Yeah. You know. Um, and then what else? What I mean, what's what's another good way to spitball or add to the story? What I'm an electrician. I mean, yeah, I, I could do that one. But I think it's not so much that. I mean, those are things that you do and things that are in your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be what you want to share you know like you say with your and you if you want to be portrayed i think that if i were you maybe you know i think people want to see like you having fun you know it's like posts like i don't know maybe like uh because you're very funny you're always joking around or like if you're i think one idea just came in my head it's like just like pulling pranks on people or something. I don't know. Like yeah, that, you'll be the first. But you know, not like anything. But like I don't know. Just like that would be a fun way to tell a story if you wanted to do that. I don't mm, know. Just to like, tell that side of me. Yeah, just yeah. to show. Well, I mean, that could be a tricky thing, just because you don't. Like I don't know how you feel about pranks or who you know. A lot of people don't like pranks at all. So you no, know. I love doing them. Yeah, I hate getting them. <laughs> That's. A, <laughs> well, I mean, but a lot of people hate even seeing other people being pranked you know mm-hmm. you, you just have swipe. to be careful yeah, yeah but but i think that you you wouldn't do anything that bad anyways where it's just but if you had like I if, you could do, if you could set something up like that that would be a fun thing i don't know yeah like set up your camera and it's like you knew you were gonna do something to and just scare someone I don't scare know. the shit out of Liz. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be a way like i said back you, on that you, couch you, dude. you have to be careful with yeah. <laughs> yeah no i think you're right i thought i like that idea yeah but something that could mm-hmm. be an idea well i mean like performing haven't shown yeah, enjoying for sure. maybe some of the backstage stuff or seeing yeah, some of the people yeah. around of us that, around that's us, a big you know? thing because that, that's what i was thinking was like i think that a big part of it is just kind of a daily thing like a norm like you're whatever you're doing i don't know it's like especially if you're doing anything interesting i mean a lot of times i'll think about it too and i'm just like out and around but i'm like Oh, I can make a post. Where am I? I was like, I'm at Walmart. Never mind. <laughs> but it could be fun. You could make yeah. that interesting. You could figure something out. There's something funny happening yeah, at Walmart. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think that if you put a little thought into it, but, like, wherever you are. I, I do a lot where I'll just take pictures of wherever I'm at. Like, if I'm walking around downtown or something, and I'll take some photos and then come back home, you know, a couple hours later, and I'll then I'll post a couple of the good pictures and just say that, you know, come up with some dumb caption about whatever. Well, it I is. like your. That's the thing. <laughs> I like your. I'm walking around Hefner pictures. Yeah. You know. Because I just think that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> I'll look at that and be like, man, I want to go do that. Yeah, that's that's, that's something what why it. I do that too. I I like to try to encourage people. You know, it's like you can get outside if you want to. Look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For it's sure. easy. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but that's a lot of things. That I think that storytelling is is a part of everyone's life and they don't really think about it you know and you should because it's natural and people respond to it i think if you get better at it people are going to respond to you better um so it's always something to think about um because another thing that everyone does and we don't think like i always talk about like my mom is like such a creative person that she doesn't realize but like she has like all these photo albums of all of our entire lives that she put together and you could go over to my mom's house and pull out years and just look through 
our oh, life, wow. like a story of our lives. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's like incredible. And that's something that a lot of people do. A lot of moms do that stuff. You know, it's like, those are important things to do. And now we have a lot easier ways of doing that with Facebook and things. But I mean, yeah, it's something that is a cool thing that probably doesn't get talked about enough as an important story mm-hmm. to tell. Well, I, tell, I love that. That's something I miss when mom passed. Mm-hmm. Well, she they, she didn't take a lot of pictures just because yeah. she didn't like, you know, she didn't like taking pictures of herself. But uh, but when you made that, because because you made that uh, that video. Remember the video oh, we, yeah, we yeah. played at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could see kind of like, yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, you know, you like I remember. You the... forget a little bit how those things tie together, mm-hmm. and it's it was literally just a song that she used to sing me all the time and pictures of her over the years mm-hmm. and it was just like in no no words yeah other than the songs you yeah know, but but it, was, but it was like you know and, and you can tell it. a story with with even a minimal amount of stuff mm-hmm. you know you can and it be very effective you know everybody cried yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it worked so it's like yeah, it, it, it's very i watch it every once in a while still where yeah. i'm just like oh okay yeah i remember I've, I've done that i mean i've yeah. i've uh done those kinds of thing videos and things before i mean at least a few times and i'm happy to be able to do that stuff for people because that that's something i think that is so powerful with editing and i think about this a lot because i love editing and i think that's one of the most powerful ways of storytelling because it's a visual and it's so much that you can take the visual and audio and put things together. I mean, that's something, one of the most powerful things that people don't realize when you're starting to edit or making a film is like, I mean, if you don't think about sound, which nobody does because they're idiots. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nobody thinks about sound because it's, you can't see it. You know, it's not something that you, a lot of people think about, but it's very necessary because when you have bad sound, you have a bad movie. I mean, it's just, no matter what, if everything else went right. Uh, but it's something about the marriage of the visual and the audio and when you're watching, you know, and and cuts together, you know, in a certain way. Um, like if you're... It's something I learned in editing class um, that I think about a lot. It's just like the... And taking like an actor, right? Like an actor has to give the performance. They're a very, very important role in the thing for sure. But... But their performance doesn't, isn't gonna even be real at the end of the day because it's all chopped up and cut together. Like even these podcasts, yeah. the video versions that people watch isn't a real thing because it's very, it's changed. That thing never actually happened the way people are experiencing it <laughs> because it's, we, I'll, sometimes it's like it varies, but uh, I'll cut out a lot of even like small gaps in between us talking about something yeah like like this right here (laughs) (laughs) but uh so but so yeah the editing thing it's like so you take an actor right and then it can just be someone's face like you right now just like stare off into the no not the camera but like up into the corner of the room and just like like think about like whatever but just don't make any face just this is all i got okay this is my face and then right now see you have this shot and then i'll put 
like, see, what are you thinking about? Don't have to think anything. Well, I'm thinking of the viewer, right? (laughs) Oh, okay. They're like, what is Nick thinking about? Well, now he's thinking about his lovely wife, and he's in love. And then you put the music in the back? No, well, and then... Okay, okay. Now, he's thinking about that Crunchwrap Supreme he's going to have later. (laughs) But it was the same face. Yeah. But it's the same love. The, it's the same love. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, like, when you have the the face, the single shot of you're not you can think you know whatever you're actually thinking doesn't matter. But you put a shot of a woman next to him and he's in love. Yeah. Or you put a Crunchwrap Supreme next to him. <laughs> Then, <laughs> yeah. then it's, then it's then a he's hungry. Yeah, hungry. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, in, it, your face doesn't change. It's you know, and and but that juxtaposition mm-hmm. tells the viewer that's what you care about in that moment because that's what they see. But that's the power of editing, and you know. But even going to like the emotional thing is like hearing emotional music with, mm-hmm. you know, even like the the brightness of the picture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it like moves and and yeah, it's like it. Or if it's mono, invokes like uh, uh, yeah. emotions. Making choices for the storytelling. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to portray? I mean, I think that even goes into social media because we only put on yeah, it's what fake. we want people to see. <laughs> I mean, that's something that I got to tell my son. We we he actually started. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he got dabbling, and we had to tell him like, hey man, this isn't real. None of this mm-hmm. is like like you're kind of just everybody's putting their best foot forward. And me and mommy aren't even doing it that much. Yeah. You know, like some other people, they'll adjust and change oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like and it, they look way better than they actually mm-hmm. are. And you could do it too. Yeah. You know, that's really the, the thing that I feel like gave, that can make him more empowered with it is like, you know, it's yeah. fake, but you could also make yours fake. Yeah. Like, you, like can you can make abs. You can show it's like, you or, know, as long as you're not, like I said, being deceitful to harm anyone or to get you know to deceive someone i think that's kind of the but i don't know it's kind of even that's kind of tricky because yeah. well you don't see everything but it's just the there. maliciousness of it yeah. like you don't want to do anything like that but like but yeah it's i don't know it's a hard thing to navigate with the kids i'm sure because it's like i we don't even i only really learned about this kind of social you know the influencer culture and their staged you know all this stuff is so staged and they use it to get free stuff and free trips and things like that and get paid they get paid money but it's like it's all very much they have like full ass teams of production like (laughs) cameras and sound and everything and it's supposed to look like they're just hanging out at the beach Mm -hmm. you know and here i am with my camera (laughs) you know and some weird pictures but you can do that like i said like you're saying you can do it and set up things and make something look the way you want it to look and that's the way you want to portray yourself i think that's good to do well i think i mean it, f- facebook i feel like is more for like family like right. people that's right. like hey man this is just me this is how i am linkedin is work mm-hmm. you know and then uh instagram is like I don't, what would you call it like instagram is influencer fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the better one yeah. yeah i like no, i like it too i think yeah. it's it's always been my that's i've always I i've always been drawn to instagram because it's a visual platform it's you know everything is a picture and mm-hmm. i love visual imagery and it's like you don't even have to post the words if you don't want and it's still cool and it gives you these cool controls to make things look 
you know, a little bit different or a little bit. I like I think of some of that stuff with Instagram. I'll post a picture and it's like you take a picture with your phone of whatever a landscape or something wherever you're at, and you and my, you just take the picture and you're like, ah, uh, you know, it looks cool, or whatever, but. It's like it's not necessarily what how you see it, you know. And so you manipulate it to make it more true to your vision in a way. I your think, perspective. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like, or if you want somebody to only, you know, focus on this spot, you can blur around and have this one spot be in focus, and it kind of helps you tell a story <laughs> in that way yeah. of like, hey, look at this one thing that's over here. And I don't know, it's kind of cool that you can kind of control that stuff. Because that's even going back with editing. I think editing is just, it's control. You know, you're, you're editing, you're in control of of this thing, you know. And it's the same way with it's a photo or a video. It's like you can control it. So why don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, so that's why I like Instagram. But I think there are a lot of tools that it lacks. That I think Facebook is better at. I mean, Facebook is great at events mm-hmm. and groups. It's more yeah, of connecting it's people. Just, Instagram right? is. It's like I can't get. I I wish I could just use Instagram, mm-hmm. and not worry about anything else. But you kind of need to more than that because it doesn't have everything you need. Well, if I, when I go to do an event. Um, talk about telling a story yeah you know when you want to set up an event and you want to get people to come out this is something I learned with this past one uh, the new one put a cork in it that we're doing Mm -hmm. is in the description of each or I used to just put people's names yeah now I put a little description of Mm -hmm. the person and their style a little bit Mm -hmm. I don't like to give away anything so no don't give away people's jokes or whatever but I'll still put that and then I've had a lot more people go hey I saw like the one of the guys is uh, ex-mormon hmm. and a buddy of mine is, uh, is ex-mormon as well yeah, yeah. I, I have a few buddies that are ex-mormon and uh there's a lot of them out there <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't know but they didn't know but they're like hey man i saw this guy's yeah. gonna do i want to go watch it yeah you know and then they're like I, I, he's probably got something that i'm gonna relate to that's something that i mean i've i was doing that a lot similar you know for music anytime that i would put shows together and have an event I would always post a link up, you know, on the event page. And it's like, this band, here's a link to Spotify. Listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. and that's great for people. It's like they can just straight up experience what they're going to hear, you know, in a way yeah. and know exactly what it is. But, but that's great for, you know, well, with comedians, things. it's a little tougher because yeah. you don't have like a song. You can't or necessarily. Maybe a clip. Clips yeah, are pretty cool. Because you, you can always post to their Instagram, mm-hmm. but. Some of them don't People have. People aren't going to. And yeah. that, you know, a little blurb is nice because you get something you can kind of find out what kind of. But when you're looking are. it up on Eventbrite and you're looking at the mm-hmm. event, you're like, this is interesting. Yeah. And then you look at it and go, ex Mormon, that's fun. Yes, yeah. It's you something. know, dark humor, that's cool. But that's something, those kind of details, I think, give people a chance to mm-hmm. connect to something that they might not have. I mean, they would definitely wouldn't have if it wasn't there. They and if they're reading it. that blurb, mm-hmm. there's a good chance. If you do that, they're going to connect with it, and they'll be like, I'm going to try to go to that. Yeah. You know? Or at least they might remember. If they're going as far as reading the information, Mm -hmm. then that little tidbit, that's usually the hook. That's the bait. Help bring it in for sure. Yeah. It's interesting. But but yeah, yeah, doing the events on Facebook, that always works. Uh, If I could iterate that to anybody, the events are super important because I'll save the events. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's very, a good system. 
Yeah. I mean, it's the it's really the only system. That's what Instagram is lagging. It's like the yeah. only system for events that we use anywhere that I know of, besides a calendar, Google Calendar, yeah. I guess. I mean... <laughs> but not in a place where you can just see right. it all. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you can always send those. It's like, that's like... I mean, yeah. That's why I've, I've been like for years even pre-pandemic i was on facebook events every weekend or you know it'd be wednesday thursday i'd come along i'm like all right let me get on facebook and see who's playing you know coming up and see if there's anything i want to go to and now people aren't doing those event pages as much so you miss a lot of stuff because that's where i would go to look and it's hard to keep up with everything i mean we definitely need more that's what i was uh mentioning to you earlier about I think people, it'd be nice to have, you know, more, I guess, like, um, people that put, like, the OklahomaRock.com back in the day. Oh, yeah, I forgot about like, that. Like, that guy, I think it was Ryan LaCroix that still does the Oklahoma Rock show, but his website was OklahomaRock.com, and you'd go there, and he would have every show listed, and, like... He had bands listed. Yeah, the bands, yeah, the, the band. links to the yeah. bands. It was, it was perfect. So it's like every week you knew who was playing. Think about where. that maintenance, though. But yeah, that's what I mean. It's a lot of work for people <laughs> yeah. to do, but it's very useful. But I mean, Facebook almost had it like, you know, where it's almost where it's people just make their own thing and it throws it up there and you can go in there. But I don't know. It's uh, there's not a lot of good options for that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, hopefully they'll get there. I think Instagram is—they have some sort of an event system now, or like reminder Reminders, system, yeah. but it's not very good. You can't—I can't find. I mean, <laughs> It's—it'll uh, get badly. there. Well, I mean, they—they they, Facebook is one thing. I feel like they feel like Instagram's another, and they try to keep I them don't separate. Know, but, well, it's just and you can throw things between them. But. It's just interesting that so many Instagram is so popular. I think it's probably more popular than Facebook. I mean, it probably isn't, but. Um, I feel like it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do too. That's where more, I go. It's more active, yeah. I think, than Facebook is these days. I don't like trolling around Facebook as much as I like yeah, doing it on Instagram. Like you said, that stuff is kind of good. It's good for more personal stuff, I mm-hmm. think. Like Maybe. your inner circle? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Because I, I keep mine on private. Mm-hmm. Just so I don't want to... I mean, again, it's like my, my work, my kids' photos. Stuff yeah, like. If I die, I want my Facebook... <laughs> wall to be you should be able to scroll down it because <laughs> it goes all the way back to whenever I first started it yeah, yeah. but you can see it you can see the art yeah, you can see funny. the entirety of my my growth as mm-hmm. a person you know you can see where I met Liz you can see where yeah. we got married you yeah. see where I became a journeyman that's something yeah. I've been going through a lot of your stuff lately too because <laughs> I I'll love pull, you too I'll pull <laughs> I'm always looking for the right angle of the picture uh, I need on the, the face <laughs> but like but it's interesting something that I noticed because I was going through like the photos in particular not the whole timeline but like even just your photos tells the story of like oh that's when you and Liz were first dating yeah (laughs) damn he's thin (laughs) this is when he got comfortable and it's like (laughs) the kids started getting bigger (laughs) and so did I (laughs) but yeah I mean I like looking through yeah I look through other people's stuff that's that's what I was saying earlier about the photo album stuff I mean that's I know some people that um, I know a lot of people probably do this but I know some in particular that had they didn't have baby books when their kid was born they had a Facebook page <laughs> yeah and they just posted his every photo that they would do for a baby book or whatever it's just on this page so he's already had a 
Facebook page his whole life. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't, you know, he's like 10 now, I guess, but like, I don't think, you know, he's not getting on there, but it's still there. I mean, yeah. it's only for family members anyways. It's not like they're, you know. It seems like everything we touch ends up it. telling some sort of story. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, like I was saying, I think that's a human condition. It's, I mean, we're, that's how we survive is by telling stories. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't, be able we wouldn't survive because we wouldn't learn anything i mean we have to tell each other you know even going back to your campfire stuff it's like they're probably talking to each other back then you know thousands of years ago about like don't go back that way there was a big tiger (laughs) you know that's where we see they had to tell the story of the tiger so that the next person can learn you know or maybe they killed the tiger and it's like this is how i did it (laughs) yeah and so it's gonna be a well i mean it's the same guys in work this is what that was one of my favorite things to do in a construction site mm. was like the 15 minutes before work start everybody showed up maybe 30 15 minutes they're drinking coffee or shooting the shit and they're talking shit mm-hmm. it's just stories all where we're just mm-hmm. tossing back you know, oh that makes me think of this and then it's it's very hunter in the wild yeah. campfire yeah. style and then you get back to work and then you have this commissary where you're like hanging out working doing the same thing you know mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day it's the same thing you just talk it's an interesting thing you know i just thought of this idea about um small talk i've always hated small talk because i feel like it's pointless <laughs> i'm always like more interested in like a deeper conversation no matter what it is or just not at all i mean <laughs> that's like typically what i but i've learned something about small talk um I was reading an article recently in there, but they came out, had a very interesting point about it and the power of it and like the use of it. But it's the way I took away from it was this, um, it's, it kind of puts you on a same, it's like this, the same team mentality. It's like whenever you go in, say you're going to work, like you're saying with the guys and you start telling stories about whatever, and maybe they're interesting or not, or who cares, or you could just talk about the weather. But it puts you on, like, it, it's like a social cue, pretty much, to where it's, you're like, we're on the same team, we're here together, let's do this, let's get to work, or whatever. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing to think about. But it's, but it, I, so that's something I've been thinking about for a while, but tying it back into the storytelling part of it, and, and it probably has something to do with syncing up our nervous systems also oh maybe yeah in that way because that would make sense for like those guys to tell each other stories and then you're all synced up in that um thing i was talking about earlier and then you can work better together you it, know it's also a good way to <laughs> gauge how everybody is that yeah day, exactly you, know? you kind of know what how yeah i mean yeah. that's a similar thing with small talk too you're I gonna mean, fight just the like, tiger by like yourself the, like, <laughs> like the morning kind of you know, I always think it's like the morning bullshit, you know, hi, how are you, how's your weekend? I mm-hmm. mean, that stuff is more important than I ever really realized because it's like that does establish this kind of uh, this kind of level playing field in a way. And like you said, just knowing how somebody is because we pick up so much on just even how somebody says good morning. <laughs> Body language. Yeah, I mean. Or even what they don't small, say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, small interactions can tell you so much about someone's mood and their current state. So, yeah, it's um, there's probably lots of things that go into it. Like I said, definitely tons of stuff that we don't even 
realize so well i was reading i mean to say to that i was reading on something for as far as like um, comedy goes i was reading about how silence can be just as powerful mm -hmm. in your storytelling i mean one it'll it'll build tension yeah and it will um you can use it as a way to like kind of like you said it's really just like a way to if you frame silence properly it can take on many different aspects yeah you know so letting, um, letting the the viewer kind of fill in the blank in a way yeah. sometimes and one of the, the things it talks about is getting up there before you do your set letting people take you in mm -hmm. so for the first five seconds just stand there or now, yeah i don't know if you i mean you try different things I'm maybe sure. say something but yeah well, no, like, it says five minutes <laughs> don't just even, stand no, there use your body language yeah okay and then it said do and or not five five, five seconds, seconds. Yeah, five yeah, seconds yeah. not five minutes no. for five seconds stand there <laughs> you're like that's the whole act yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, damn he's good <laughs> but no he goes uh like i was saying it, you do it five seconds and then after that you start you know i whenever i come in i come in right off the top and i try yeah. to i have this thing i do where i grab the mic and then i just big smile like hey bricktown yeah. you know and the, or hey wherever we are yeah. And it worked. It you can feel it. I mean, yeah, I come off as very friendly right off the bat, mm -hmm. and then it kind of just helps me get into my jokes, and you get to see who I am immediately. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna try the yeah, silence say, thing for five that. seconds, and then they say do it for ten seconds, and they're like, "But you never really want to do that." But practice, <laughs> yeah, try being it. uncomfortable see for ten happens. seconds in silence. Yeah, yeah. and they, then he, it goes on to be because like, that's the thing. It's like yeah. I can already see. I mean, it. it I'm sure there's probably times where it won't work at all, but there I can definitely see a time where that would just be funny. Yeah. <laughs> not even, like, literally, like, 10, 20 seconds of not saying anything and just, like, especially if you're moving around and doing anything, I think you can make that funny in a way and just, yeah, but that's an interesting thing to, like, let people kind of, uh, I don't know. But one thing I, this is probably unrelated to storytelling, but going on i think something that i definitely see a lot of in comics and i think everybody should do is like this kind of pointing out the elephant in the room immediately like whatever it is mm -hmm. like don't let anybody make an assumption about or or don't let anybody like you make the comment on whatever it is or just making a joke about that and i think it's just like before anybody can even make an assumption about you know anything that they the audience could think they will say first <laughs> to yeah. take the control back so i think that's a powerful thing to well, do well i had an audience member this past mm -hmm. week uh i like, was yeah even you i was it. dressed up like i had like this jacket it's just, i look like a dad yeah i look like a soccer <laughs> coach and uh and i go up there and i do my first bit and i was like i get bullied all the time yeah. she was like yeah your kids and i was like and it got a hit you know it like laugh. i was like how'd you know that i didn't even talk i didn't yeah. even say i had kids <laughs> is it what i'm wearing what i'm wearing yeah. you know it's like and then i go into like uh this is a this is a 13 dollars sam's jacket <laughs> yeah that's why right it's like it kind of looks like adidas but yeah. not like, yeah, you did that because i look like a dad mm -hmm. yeah okay so i didn't have to say anything You're right um and then well, then i can go into my kid stuff right. like right yeah. then you know but, but yeah, it was it's... funny because she already saw it on me mm -hmm. i'm telling a story before i even hit the yeah. stage yeah with your look especially if you lean into that at all mm -hmm. i mean you try to look you know play it up and uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, cause that's like, I always think of like, sometimes I'll do this and I try to do it more, but like, sometimes I'll have like a shirt or something and it'll be like a red plaid shirt or something. 
I'm like, oh, it's like, I don't want anybody to make fun of me and say I look like a lumberjack or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the legit thought that I would have. Really? But it's like, the best thing to do is just say, yeah, hey, I, you know, show up someone and be like, yeah, I'm here for the lumberjack job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just make the joke before anyone else can. And then, and then immediately, and once you do that, it will like, any kind of weird embarrassment you have about that thing will go away com- immediately. I yeah. Mean, if you, if you, otherwise you're going to sit there and worry about it all night. Oh man, nobody better come up to me and make a lumberjack joke. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. I already got one yeah. in the pocket. So, yeah. but, but you know, but anything like that, yeah. I think that that could be applied to a lot of things. If, if there's anything that you're embarrassed about yourself, just point it out before anyone else call it can. out yeah and you then, remember that episode of the office when michael comes or uh, like they were making fun of michael and jim comes in and tells him basically like hey you know all you have to do is make fun of yourself yeah. <laughs> and then he does it i was like oh well, i guess i'm a loser a loser too far god thanks a lot man thanks for the advice but he does it and then he starts crying because he did it too much you know <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that yeah. but that would be no, yeah that's good that's why i love that i love the office that's like one of my well, favorites and speaking of characters yeah right the characters drive that story mm-hmm. it's all yeah, character sure. driven yeah yeah there's a lot of that i mean that because there's like a lot of different types of stories whether it's mm-hmm. you know a narrative heavy or more based on a plot or because a lot of times it could be based on a world and not so much the characters in the story but it's like about this whole place or whatever yeah dune yeah dune's a good example of like, that i mean yeah uh, it's more about the wizard of oz yeah that's a good one uh, um, what's that other movie it's kind of it's not wizard of oz but i mean it, wizard of oz is a perfect example because you're coming from kansas they made yeah. they made the entire movie black and white didn't they or like yeah. brown well, or something that's a very and cause... then they switched it over this real colorful mm-hmm. yeah. that's that's a very good example of this the classic um kind of hero's journey uh i wrote it down there's a book called the hero's journey named um by joseph campbell your uncle joseph <laughs> uh, no, this is a writer named Joseph Campbell. I wrote the book, uh, The Hero's Journey, but it's like very, it's like the basic storytelling, you know, movie plot pretty much. But it's like the hero starts in the in their world that you'd set up to be. Um, this is the hero, the main character, protagonist, or whatever. It's the the subject of the story. And then it sets up their world, which is Kansas, right, in black and white. And then she, and then the character gets sucked into, like, usually unwillingly into the other world, the the um, antithesis of their world. Usually, it's the opposite or whatever it is. But she gets goes to what is it oz yeah <laughs> i almost said wonderland a similar yeah very similar <laughs> uh so yeah so but it's very much like this is the before world <laughs> this is the after world and then what happens at the end she goes back to the original world with what she learned from the new world and applies it to 
her life mm. or whatever it is. I mean, that's the whole thing. Well, and that's like the journey of the human. Like, yeah. go find the experience, right. bring it back to yeah. the group. And I mean, then... that's why I think that movies, like I was saying earlier about mm -hmm. the whole rites of passage thing, it's like this very, like, it's a safe way to experience and, like, learn about the world. That's like what we were talking about with Elle on the Halloween episode about using the fear thing to in a safe way where you're you can experience something and get something from this story but you're just sitting at home by yourself nothing's actually happening to you yeah but you're still well i mean with my kids motions. they they i remember and i remember doing this by myself or myself when i was younger <coughs> you watch a movie or you watch something and you're like i could do something like that like mm -hmm. monkey see monkey do kind right. of a deal like and and so if you i mean with my kids we showed them a lot of like positive stuff mm -hmm. bluey you know like sesame street you know and you pretty much teach them to be kind of kind people and you know and then uh we started showing them some youtube mm -hmm. a little different yeah way that they started acting we pulled them off of youtube yeah and they changed to me so like they do yeah. whether we think about it or not i mean i think that Everything's... a lot of things affect us we're all influenced by what we see yeah in the world. because it affects the story you tell yourself mm -hmm. so, and because like we've talked a lot about i mean if you once you see something and it's like if you don't see it you don't even know that it's possible a lot mm -hmm. of the time so well that's what kevin smith's movies were for me like the clerks mm -hmm. and that, the way they spoke the dialogue yeah. they had mm -hmm. and when he would like uh randall and um who was the other guy? Dante, Dante and Randall. <laughs> when they would sit there and talk, I was like, "Man, people talk like this." Yeah. I can like you can be educated Probably, and work yeah. at a quick stop. Yeah. You know, like I like have a, a educated conversations about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I started mimicking that. Yeah. I started. How can I make this a part of what I do? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. So you saw something and yeah. saw something that you wanted to be more like. I think that's a big thing with stories for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. It's time to look at the upcoming events for the following weekend. <laughs> okay. Friday, there's a new event uh, happening downtown. Yeah, Oklahoma man. Oklahoma City. Put a cork in it is the place to go. That's what it's called. It's called Put a Cork in It, Bricktown Winery. Uh, and we're it's actually a show I'm putting on. Uh, we got Marty Johnson, Tanner Roth featuring, and uh, Carly Marissa Dummett as the guest spot. And Tanner Rolf, he's a, a former Mormon, I hear. Yeah, he's an ex-Mormon. <laughs> so if you're Mormon, come on down. He's going to talk plenty <laughs> about them. Uh, and then Doors are at 5.30, show at 6.30. Uh, this is a new show that I'm putting on. So if you everybody come out and help out, that'd be great. Um, and it could be a great place for a lot of comedians to come play. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Because in this one, we actually are going to be able to do a headlining spot at 40 Minutes featuring spot at 20 and then the guest spot gets 10 and the more opportunities we have to do more time the yeah. better we get with get, it too you get those longer sets it's probably harder to come yeah. by and the place is great it's got great food i mean the wine is, i mean i've never met a wine <laughs> i didn't like so <laughs> um but yeah and then uh, they got they're gonna have food it's only five dollars yeah. i mean i've spent way more on way less and so it's gonna be doors at 5 30 show mm -hmm. at 6 30 115 east california yeah friday november 17th so that's gonna be that friday friday november 17th so check that out yeah uh then then sunday i got another show that uh is actually 
put on by JJ Wood. I got I brought the shirt today just <laughs> because it, of this. Keeping it wood. Keeping it wood. Uh, Check out the Keeping It Wood podcast. He's bringing it back. I hear. Yeah, that's coming too. Yo, if you didn't cry when G Baby died in the movie Harbaugh, fuck you. Welcome to the Keeping It Wood podcast. <laughs> Real men cry. Also, I think did he have Tanner on? Just a- yeah, he had Tanner Roth on there. <laughs> yeah, he just he just did a, a podcast with Tanner Roth too, so that's awesome. Um, this one's gonna I'm gonna host JJ. He's get, oh, opening nice. up. Yeah, he's opening cool. it up for people to host so they can get more experience, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a you know it's really great that we have all these people that want to help. Yeah. And so JJ yeah. gave me the opportunity to host. It's gonna be Will Burnson. Will Burnson just got done opening for dusty sleigh hmm. and got a lot of good feedback from nice. dusty sleigh too so um will burnson's gonna be there jj wood obviously and dave branch, dave branch. obviously one of my favorite, favorites favorite he's guy i'm telling dave uh again, i'm taking it back i'm making bass players cool again yeah so <laughs> yeah man so you better watch out you better jump on board before it's too late uh but like i said that one's at zuma zuma comedy night it's at uh 11 19 which is that sunday and it's 9 p.m 21 it's a free show so bring yourself and your appetite for yeah, humor so right. then one more comedy show we wanted to shout out uh next week so this is actually going to be wednesday the november 22nd okay uh robot save city is back at Rodeo Cinema, or as it's sometimes referred to, the Paramount Room. <laughs> yeah. They've got a great midweek lineup in time for Thanksgiving. So come check out Rena Calm from Chicago. Uh, and Josh Fadum is the co-headliner. Very funny comedian. Also was in some big shows like Better Call Saul and Reno 911. Whoa. So that's going to be exciting. He's very funny. I saw him perform at Caleb Collins' uh, Fairweather Friend open mic <laughs> a few months ago. says Been he's also stuff. appeared on the third season of Twin Peaks, Key and Peel. It's oh. Always Sunny in Philadelphia and The Whitest Kids You Know. And comedy bang bang. Those are very funny. That's shows. crazy. Yeah. That's everything I like. So check this show out. It's yeah. gonna be really fun. Oh, and Lenny Van Horn. Yeah, Lenny Van Horn's on it. Um, Vince Spencer and Vince. Rowan Weathers. Yes, very that's funny. a killer lineup. Very funny people. We'll probably be there. It's gonna for be sure. so that's Wednesday night, mm-hmm. uh, November twenty second. I think there's a ten dollar cover. Show starts at seven, so get there for seating at six thirty. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing! <laughs> uh, I love the Paramount Room too. Yeah, I mean, the seating it's is a killer. Cool place. I mean, the they have two sections. So there's like the front section, which is leather chairs, mm. just nice big leather. You could sit two people in them. Yeah. I I don't because <laughs> I like my space. But uh, and in the back, it's like nice, like theater chairs, like nice yeah. cushy, like oh, dude, I, I love it. Been there since they must have. I think they've re- renovated it yeah. a little bit, but I mean, I'm pretty sure the last time I was there, it was just regular. 
you know theater seating well they started doing they're doing an open mic there on sundays yeah. there's i think they're still setting yeah it up. public access or yeah. by uh, alex sanchez i think yeah yeah <laughs> i was gonna go last sunday i wish i had but well, I'm going to try to make some room to do it because yeah. it's such a... I, they do another one in on like Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. at the Paramount Room. They do another open mic and it's just a nice stage to play mm-hmm. on. A it's a real experience. theater, mm-hmm. and it, but it's small, so it gives you this like... Uh, I just love playing up there. Yeah, cool. James Nim is killing it. I went to the last show. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. He was, was so funny. and um, I had missed that one, but uh, that was at the Paramount too, wasn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. at the Paramount. I just love going to shows there. Yeah. So, so but all just all of his shows he puts on are great. So, that's a great one to go see. Yeah, check it out. Um lots of stuff going on this weekend. We're excited. That'll be fun. All so, right. that's it. Thanks guys. We didn't get any reader mail. I don't know why. I, I just mean, like, you know, the lines are open. Lines got, are open, guys. You know, there's We can whole, do this. We we set out time for the end, at the end of the, each show to read this stuff and mm-hmm. You don't get any. No, now we just got to waste time doing this. Yeah. So, so, yeah, hit us up at rhythmandwit at gmail.com with your questions, comments, and concerns. Yep. Mostly concerns. If you can give us some of those. Something we can just joke about, too. That's fun. Uh, but if you could hit us up, that would be awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and doing all this. If you got a chance to watch, Dave has been killing it. I'm very appreciative of him. I want to, I want to, you know, butter your bread a little bit. Dude, uh, I've been working with you forever as far as just on creative things and just being around you, but just the way you put all your effort and work into this, and I really appreciate it, and you guys should watch everything that he puts out. So <laughs> it's if, fun. We got, I yeah. got some comments the other day about, or just a lot of people are enjoying at least the clip outs and stuff like that. I mean, that's a big part of it. I think most people, a lot of people see those as compared to the videos themselves, but you know it'll keep growing we're gonna we're just getting started it's only been you know this is episode 11 so most of them don't make it past 10 so we're doing pretty (laughs) good we're gonna keep doing it because i have fun i mean it's a lot of some weeks it's a lot of work some weeks it's not i mean it just depends on basically what i put on myself but (laughs) but i always have fun and i always learn you know more and more so it's been a lot of fun for me well, hell yeah, man. Well, yeah. thank thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs> Whoever is watching, we see there's some people watching. Yeah, leave us a comment. Leave a the, comment, the, say something. In the section and tell us if you liked it. Just let us know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, thanks. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.